Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join with me are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. Ian. What up? And Jayhue. Here to talk about Marvel Studios' latest release, The Eternals. It's like it's like the third one in like three months. Yeah. And, and there's still one more. Is it possible I mean, that there's too much Marvel this year? Oversaturation. <laughs> yeah. They combined two years of Marvel into one. And I feel like, yeah, this is the point where I'm starting to get a little burnout. Yeah. Uh, this film is the history of the MCU and follows a new team of heroes called the Eternals as they uh, fight the reemergence of the deviants. Huge freaking cast in this movie. It's Jim got Chan, Jim Chan, Richard, Richard Madden, Madden, Angelina, Angelina Jolie, Jolie, Kit Harington. Yeah. Who else is in that movie? Selma Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani. Brian Tyree yeah. Henry. That creepy guy that looks just like Ezra Miller, which I'm going to circle back to. Barry Kogan? We <laughs> yeah, will circle Barry, back to that. Barry Kogan. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. For reasons I can't explain, but we'll get to that also. And I mean, I, no offense to the guy who plays Gilgamesh, but that guy too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's most of the established people. There are some up and comers in this cast as well, but plenty of stars also. So what do we think of this movie, y'all? Um, I could go first. Um, I don't think, I, I don't know where everyone's going to land. I think this is an interesting one because I, I can't really predict it, but I, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> um, I think it's the first. I know Hertz said. I think Shang Chi he thought was his first horse in Transformers, and I don't. We all use the Transformers scale differently. Mine is Transformers is fifty percent. This movie is the first D- uh, Marvel movie that I think really, truly, unabashedly is worse than fifty percent. Like this movie, worse than Transformers. You know, I think the biggest for personal takeaway that. I always watch the Marvel movies twice when they come out. I'll go once, take it in, and then I'll go back a second time knowing the story for details. No interest to watch this one again. Um, I think the acting's bad. I think, you know, the big thing I talk about a lot here is the action scenes. There is not a single action scene that sticks out in this movie. It's just bad CGI. It's uninterestingly shot. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of things I think. I, I like the diverse cast. I like that there's more representation, but just taking that aside, a movie as a movie itself, I just don't think it's any good. Too many characters, they don't develop a third of them. Like I said, they're they're covering way too much time. And for a movie that's supposed to be cosmic, it takes place like it doesn't feel cosmic. Guardians of the Galaxy feels cosmic. This movie feels small. It all takes place on Earth. None of the I mean, yeah, there's a lot of sunsets and, you know, you know, Chloe's out. You can tell she shot this movie, but like it just feels very small scale to me when Eternal should be like across the galaxy. And it it doesn't I don't think they came across that. Like it's a lot of glowy, highlighted gold lines being shot around and people shooting lasers out of their hands. But like it just didn't feel I didn't I didn't think it felt cosmic to me. Um, So I have some specific things I'll go about you know, when we're talking more, but that was kind of my takeaway. Ian, you've, you actually uh, made me question my own beliefs about Chloe Zhao because <laughs> I really liked Nomadland. I thought that was a really good movie. And I was like pretty positive at, on her as a director coming into this. Uh, but now that you mention it, Nomadland was also at least 50% just sunset shots. <laughs> uh, so maybe that's just her thing. Maybe she should just do like planet earth or something. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't. I think I don't think I came down quite as harsh as you did, Ian. I think there is good stuff in here. There is just way too much stuff in here, including Angelina Jolie. I, I it's tough. I think it's too long, and that's uh, I think just a byproduct of the fact that there's too much in here. I like some of the performances in this, um, and I think I think I like the general concept, but. It's about as long as Transformers, and it genuinely, and this has not actually happened very often on this show, if you ask me if I'd rather watch this movie or Transformers, I might actually rather watch Transformers. That's a good point. Jay Hugh? Man, you know, I really, really wanted to have, like, a strong feeling about this. Uh, You know, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I was pretty right on the line with Shang-Chi, was pretty right on the line with uh, Black Widow, and I said... If this one, if this one sucks, I'm going worse than Transformers on all three. But I just kind of thought this was okay. I there there were things about it I liked, but yeah, if I have one big issue with it, instead of having ten Eternals, they should have had a hundred Eternals, but just focused on like four. Because I think ten is just such an awkward number. I realize you got to have enough for it to be like a race, but. There's just not enough room to get to know 10 main characters, even with the almost three hours this goes on. Um, You know, when I'm not boring you guys talking about uh, soap operas, I'm boring you guys talking about Jack Kirby. And this is the first fully Kirby creation to to come out of Marvel Studios. He's co-created almost everything else, but this one was just his. And it... It reflects a lot of it, and it doesn't reflect a lot of it. I, I don't know. I can't say that it strayed too far from the source material, but I can't say also that it really gave a fuck that much about the source material either. I will say this. A lot of people dismiss the Kirby Eternals comics as being that he came back to Marvel and he just c- kind of tried to do the new gods again. And I always thought that missed one little part of his career, which was right when he came back, he did an adaptation of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is one of the weirdest fucking comics you'll ever see in your life. And I kind of thought Eternals was the new gods and maybe a little of the uh, Inhumans mixed with 2001. This director definitely thought that too. She wanted this to be like a 2001, like serious, you know, sort of space drama. And it was just a little too karate maybe. Uh, you know, and, you know, <laughs> you know it, it, I almost was like, man, they should have just left all the fucking quips on the floor for this one. And also just the way everybody looked, if they would have went with, hey, we're not going to use the original designs at all, that probably would have been fine. Or if they would have really went for it and just did the big bombastic Kirby designs, I think that would have been fine, too. But picking like right in the middle, I don't think really made anybody happy. That's it. Overall, I thought it was okay. I, I, if there's one thing that Ian said I really agree with, is for a cosmic movie, it sure did taste, pl- take place in just a bunch of fields. Yep. <laughs> Sunset fields. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my three big complaints are, to Joseph, kind of hit on this already, but Angelina Jolie is bigger than any movie she's in. I don't think she's bad in this movie. She's just Angelina Jolie, though. I, I cannot get lost in her at all, and I think it's kind of a mistake to cast her in this. The second thing is the, the movie has way too much going on. Why isn't this backstory in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Because it's the exact same plot. 
uh, if ego was a celestial, you could have had this whole, well, other celestials make babies and I can't. Maybe I'll just feed off their energy and make my own babies. Right. And it would have you, you could have done all of that in that movie and not had to introduce us to 10 new characters and also have a plot. The villain's goal in in Guardians 2, I think, lines up perfectly with what the all the backstory we got in this movie. So that backstory should have been in that movie uh, where we already knew those characters. Uh, finally, I think the plot is the least important part of this. Um, and if you're not OK with that, then you're not going to like that. This movie. Having said that, I fucking love this movie. I thought it was outstanding because I think it does a few things really well, which is it ask questions it's very conceptual and i thought those questions were interesting and i thought they did a pretty good job of answering them for example uh it it asked what would a superhero with ptsd be like and again i think they kind of nail it i think angelina jolie is really good as Thena in this and i think her portrayal is fairly accurate to how that question would go they ask what if there was a superhero cult not a peak group of people worshiping superheroes. What if the superheroes themselves were the cult and what kind of fucked up shit would happen? And again, I think they kind of answer that pretty well and do a pretty good job at it. But mostly I think this movie is everything Zack Snyder wish he could do. Um, it's convoluted backstory. It's uh, morally ambiguous superheroes. There's a billion of them for no reason. Um, there's a lot of like lens flares and it's kind of got a gray tone. Like this is the movie Zack Snyder always wanted to make and he never quite achieved. Um, and I mean, I kind of, you know, I, I, I'm not a Zack Snyder fanboy. I always, I always feel like this is going to be the one for that guy. And I feel like this one is kind of the one. It's just that he didn't make it. I, I 100% agree. This is the movie Zack Snyder would make without Red Bull. And I, yeah. by Red Bull, I mean cocaine. Yeah. I 100% agree. This is Chloe Zhao's Justice League. That's what this fucking movie is. And if this had been the, this is better than both the theatrical cut and just we, like if this had been the Justice League we had got, we'd all been like, okay, yeah, let's do a second one. Right. I Best think thing DC has made in years. Exactly. <laughs> since it's a Marvel movie, we're all like, that shit fucking blows, man. <laughs> and I, I just don't think that's accurate. I, I definitely agree. I really do like that this tried to be something different than the R Marvel movies. I honestly just wish it would have went for it a little more. Yeah, I can see that. Do we want to jump I, into spoilers? Yeah, when you're finished, like oh. I got, so, I got a few specific things I hate that I want to bring to your eyes' attention to see what you thought. But you know, we can get our general impressions out of the way. No, first. that's so, that's all. I talked are, for it. What, what do you think we've been doing for the last fifteen minutes? Ian? <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Let's okay. let's call those general impressions. Christian, you're, you're I'm on better the, than Transformers. You're on the minority side here, but you stand your ground. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm with I'm with I'm with Christian. I'm better than Transformers. OK, on. we're split. Very good. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just jump into spoilers because, you know, we don't we don't do things in order or well anyway. So let's just get that out of the way. The biggest thing I think and I brought this up a little bit to Jones through text and Joseph when I talk to you is Richard Madden cannot act and he ruins the movie to, for me because he acts like someone who's read the script. And what I mean by that is he's not talented enough to pull off, I'm the good guy who's really the bad guy throughout the whole movie, and I'm trying to hide it from you. He has a line in the very first part of the movie where he, you know, he shows up after the Deviant attacks Gemma Chan. Gemma Chan's like, that Deviant healed itself. They'd never done it before. And he says something along the lines of, 
oh, I know nothing about that. I'm just here because of the earthquake to check on you. And I literally leaned over to Susie. I'm like, oh, he's definitely the bad guy. And then like, like he just telegraphed it so hard. They should have given him one page of a script at a time, shot in order, and he should have believed he was the good guy. think it would have worked a lot better because that dude could not carry it. You know, it's funny. Uh, the three most, you know, modern Eternals comics are all based around one of the Eternals betraying the other Eternals. So I was looking for that. So I thought that that telegraph was just something that I'd caught because I was looking for that. But I'm glad it was. No, it was just telegraphed. Telegraphed hard. Um, yeah, I think Game of Thrones actors get them. Don't bring any more to the Marvel Universe. I'm now <laughs> nervous about Danny Targaryen being in the Secret Invasion show because Kit Harington cannot dance. There's a dance scene with him. That's awful. Um, but he's not really in the movie. But like I said, my biggest problem is Richard Madden is stiff, stiff, stiff. That guy cannot act. I think the rest of it's fine. I, I agree with what Joan said. I think Angelina Jolie does a good performance, but also she's such a movie star that she's just Angelina Jolie, and it's hard to like look past that. But I do agree with what he said as a as a character with post traumatic stress. Like you know, it it is a good portrayal. And then the Ezra Miller doppelganger guy, that guy is just creepy. I don't like anything he did. Um, I think he was bad. Um, and then the beach sex scene, guys. Yeah. First of all, do we need a sex scene in a Marvel movie? No. What? Second of all, it was so sandy. Me and Susie just looked at each <laughs> other like that would be so sandy. It looked uncomfortable. Like there was no moving. It looked like they were just like laying flat on the beach. I don't know. It was just awkward. It didn't look like they had chemistry in that moment to me. Those well, are three why, of the things. Also, why is the first sex scene we get in Marvel between space robots? I think, yep. Yep. That, that, that was the line I said to Joseph. I was like, if you like space robot sex on a beach, this is for you. I've watched enough anime to say definitively, I do like sex <laughs> robots. <on the> beach. <laughs> um. No, I, I would say about the Richard Madden thing real fast before we yeah. move on past it is uh, I, I called it very, very early too. Joseph can confirm. I can't uh, confirm. I feel like the dumbest person on this podcast now because I'm the only person that didn't get it immediately. I will say I think Richard Madden is I don't think he's the best in this movie. I do think other people outshine him for sure. I think he's fine in this movie. Uh, I, I do think to that point specifically. I don't even know if it's his fault. I feel like it's direction. I feel like he's supposed to telegraph it because and and again, I've come back to this 100 times. Hurt has totally flipped me on the on the twist thing. You should be able to you should know what twist is coming. You should be able yeah. to see you should have all the clues. And the only clue we get in this movie is that guy's performance. Like there's nothing else of like, oh, yeah, I was at Ajax house. Uh, like there was nothing. <laughs> No other details given that this is the dude that betrays her and this is what happens other than that, like it exchange in the beginning of the movie. And so I'm like, well, you know, if the only thing I'm supposed to go off is this guy's performance, I did get it from that guy's performance, whether whether that is a smart decision or not. I'm not going to argue with you, but I, I do. I do wonder if it's intentional that way, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like between this show and the boys, we're really trying to sell that using your heat vision too much or your laser vision is makes you evil, uh, which is which is kind of a bummer because I always feel like one of my one of my gripes with Superman is he doesn't use his heat vision enough uh, and now he can't because it's bad. I do. I did want to while we're on this subject, bring this up. What do you guys do you guys think he's coming back? And if you if you do, my theory is that he's like Hyperion 
That would be cool. Oh, man. I think he's coming back, and I want your theory to be correct. (laughs) Yeah, I think he's coming back, too. I'd be game to have him back. I disagree with Ian. I actually liked him in this performance, and I, I and I, I guess you're right. He's he's like he reads pretty easy from most of the movie, but when he actually like does like the real heel turn towards the end, when he's like makes lays bare his plans and whatever, uh, I don't know. I bought it. I I liked. He's not really evil. Like you can tell, like he really believes in the cause that he's in, and I don't know. I I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I can't I can't defend Richard Madden in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what your other points were, Ian. But um, the only thing I would say I, with what Jones says, and I agree that you should see a, a, a twist coming. I think my biggest problem with it is that it's so early in the movie. I think if that scene where he does that telegraphs it more in the middle and he plays the beginning more straight, I think I would accept it more. But I think it just took me out of it because it's literally like I feel like it's in the first 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's introduction. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So like I think if it, 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 it could fall on direction. I, I agree with maybe Jones's point there. And maybe if that if, if they telegraph it more in the middle of the movie, I accept it more. But it just pissed me off. I'm like, I kind of know the whole thing about this movie. That's fucking for like three hours long, 15 <laughs> minutes in. So I think I think that was my b- big problem with it, too. I will um, say from the very the very first scene of this movie when she's like, where are we? And he's like, my name is Icarus. I was like, that guy's a fucking creep. <laughs> he did not even answer the question she asked. Um, so right off the bat, I was like, I'm not trusting this guy. Yeah. I mean, um, what do you got? Does anyone else have opinions on the sex scene? Or, are we all in agreement that it was? Oh, no, it's no good. It's unnecessary <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I. I, it, it pretty pointless. I mean, the only I, the next thing I have is like I said, the deviants. Like they don't develop the deviants at all. They're, they're not really the bad guys. They do no character development with them. And then the one they do, fucking Angelina legit just fucking offs like yeah. for no reason. I'm not entirely sure he's dead. I I do want to throw that out there. I but. I think the deviants are totally there. And you if you are a super fan of this property, I totally understand being pissed off because they're entirely there for marketing misdirect so that you don't go into this movie thinking, man, we haven't seen any villains. I wonder if that means one of the Eternals is the villain. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, and they, they look it's the worst CGI I can remember. I don't know if this movie costs less, maybe because they weren't sure how it was going to perform. But it did, like Hurt said this a while back, it looks like Steppenwolf. You know what I mean? It looks right. kind of like Chloe Zhao was like, man, I love that fucking Justice League. I want to make a movie just like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like the CGI is just like, it looks video gamey. Um, and- she did say Man of Steel was her primary uh, motivation. Oh, no, like- that's a bad place to start. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. And I like Man of Steel. <laughs> No, um, no gray CGI month. That's the only DC movie without that in it, strangely enough. But yes. Okay. And then the last point I have for bad, and then I do have one or two good points is, um, <laughs> is I, like I said, the action scenes, like, can any of us like Shang-Chi, that fucking bus action scene is so fucking cool. I could just watch that YouTube clip from time to time. There isn't a scene, even though they have all these cool powers and all this like things they could do. I don't think they do interesting things with it. Like, I just, you know, like there's, a fight where Icarus is flying around shooting laser beams at this like cart, you know, video game looking dinosaur. But like, I don't know. I just think there wasn't a standout action scene where I could hold my hat on it. And that is always going to be a worse than Transformers for me. Cause like I, I go to the movies for the action scenes. I do think the, was it Kilgo or uh, Byron, Byron Tiger Henry's, I can't remember his 
There's so many fast, fucking fast, people. Fastest, fastest, yeah. Fastest. His fight scene with Icarus, I really enjoy just because I like that. Like it's the nerdy dude versus the jock and the nerdy dude wins. Uh, and I thought that was a cool use of his powers of like mm. making things while he fights uh, a dude who should be infinitely stronger than he is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, for the most part, the action is not really important to this film. It is rare that the smart guy wins fights. Yeah, especially the gay smart guy, which yeah. wins in this one. I will say I I liked Brian Tyree Henry as a whole, but I thought he was the worst actor in this whole thing. Ooh, I'm trying uh, to think oh, who I, I think is the worst. I completely disagree. I think he was one of the better parts. Like I liked his scene with his husband and the kid. Like I I think that was a I thought that was good. I liked his character. You know, I, I actually got a little bit of development. I think. You oh, know? I think I, I think like, he over, I think he oversells all of his emotional scenes I think way too I, hard. I unsurprising to no one. I agree with Joseph on this. I, <laughs> oversold is the exact word I was going to use. <laughs> I I did really like the guy who played um, Gilgamesh, though. He was very he's funny. Fun. Yeah, he's yeah, funny. He, he was good. Yeah, that whole dynamic with the pie and Angelina Jolie, like that was funny. Like, you know, I like that. One of one of the things that, that threw me off, I'm just thinking of the scenes of the movie uh, for for a movie that follows a lot of conventional filmmaking tropes even if it's not like superhero tropes that we've done so far, like a lot, everything's set up and knocked down the way that it's expected to. There's a bit towards the end where they're all, you know, uh, Richard Madden's evil fucking Sprite goes with him. And then the rest of them are like, well, what do we do? And they're like, well, we're going to fight him. And then Kumail Nanjiani is like, nah, fuck it. I'm out. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, he's going to show up when they really need him right at the final fight. And no, that motherfucker just pieces out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I thought Kumail Nanjiani was really strong in this movie, like yeah. better than I anticipated. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. His him was the his only assistant. humor that landed. Yeah. Him and his assistant are the standouts. They're they're my favorite. Those two of the whole movie. I loved all the scenes they were in. I thought his assistant was probably my favorite character in the movie. <laughs> yeah. I uh, as when it comes to best, like I and Ian, I know you're going to disagree with me on this one, but I really enjoyed Lauren Ridloff, who played Makari, and I enjoyed Barry Kagan, who played Druick. I thought they were I thought they had fun chemistry together. Um, and I thought both of them held like the emotional moments really, really well. When Druick like turns on everyone and turns the whole city, controls the whole city, I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this guy's the bad guy. Like I really bought it from him uh and i i mean i think makari she she's probably my standout of this movie i really enjoyed her yeah she was good too like i said I, they should have done a, a quicksilver like you know they've done quicksilver x-men scenes that they could have done something with her that would have been super cool i think it was missed opportunity but she I was actually, good I, I will actually disagree with you on that because i i think that uh that one great scene from x-men really ruined super speed for everybody else and I, i'm glad that they didn't do that in this one <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a fair point. I was on the inside, but you may have convinced me. With that. <laughs> um, I will say for I think I could get on board with uh, Barry. What is the name? Kogan, whatever. Yeah, fuck it. Something Irish. Yeah. Ezra well, that's the thing. I like Ezra Miller. <laughs> he, he's got to he's got to decide which accent he's going to do, because sometimes it was. Are you sure he's Irish or is he Scottish? I have no clue. Brother. I don't know either, but it was sometimes it was. Very much that, and sometimes it wasn't there at all, and that drove me crazy. And also, get a fucking haircut, and that's it. <laughs> Jay, you've been awfully quiet, though. Yeah, go ahead. But, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, basically, you guys have been covering most of it. Uh, one thing I will say, and this may be a pattern I'm just noticing, but or are imagining, but it worries me for something in the future. So I felt like 
Shang-Chi didn't do the espionage from the Shang-Chi character because they had just done it in the Black Widow. And I think in this one, we didn't do the, you know, sort of magical city of Olympia because we had just done a magical city in Shang-Chi. The worry I come with is this is a movie about a group of people who were destroying planets for a cosmic entity. And when they realize what they did, rebel. When we get to the Silver Surfer, are we going to change the story because we already did the story of the Silver Surfer? Mm. Yeah. Are we doing a Silver Surfer? Well, I think R- Richard Madding could easily be the Silver Surfer to Galactus. I, I, I think that Ooh, that's he, a good, that's interesting I think opinion. He come back is like the Herald for Galactus. That, that would be my guess as to that's where they That's such could a go. turn, though, because he literally threw himself into the sun because he realized he was wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did. Well, I mean, the thing I, is, with I mean, like, I'll take back, he's like, ugh. I don't know what I was thinking. The thing is with the surfer, he gets his mind wiped constantly by Le- by Galactus when he's serving him. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to realize part of the problem with making too many comic book movies is a lot of comic books just reuse the same tropes because right. we just did mind yep. wipey kind of stuff. I feel like with, uh, you know, like Black Widow and other sort of things. Like I, I just right. feel like we're we're treading a lot of the same ground over and over again. I, I just kind of feel like with these last three movies, Marvel like does not have full confidence about where they're going next. Mm. I feel like they're more waiting for us to decide where they're going next. I would agree with that. I think they're throwing stuff against the wall to see which idea people get excited about the most to kind of where they're going to point the rest of the phase towards. I, I don't think they have a clear direction as to what the big bad or what the tie-in is completely going to be after the multiverse stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I, I kind of wish, like I, I had said this in the in my beginning spiel, um, I kind of feel like that already. Like I said, if I, I, this, the backstory and every all that shit we got in this movie is so similar to all the backstory shit we got in Guardians of the Galaxy. I wish they had lined up more. Yeah, yeah. And I think that the problem with that is they didn't have this mapped out when they did Guardians 2. That, that, that would be the only reason that it wasn't that, you know what I mean? Like they didn't have this probably script written and they didn't know they were going to do this at the time. Because, you know, it would line up perfectly. And that was the only reason why it wouldn't done that way. Yeah. Well, and you would have thought, I mean, I'm, I, I always assume these people are smarter than me. They certainly work harder than I do at anything that because that already exists, you could figure out a way to not retcon it, but at least address it without having to show it to me. Like there are definitely 30, there's 30 minutes of history and exposition that you could have given me in something else before this, that probably would make this movie better. I feel like Marvel's done a good job of adding little Easter eggs everywhere in all their movies that reference other properties. Uh, And I mean, I think the beauty of doing that technique is that you can do it and not, like develop it in any way and just be like, Oh, this is just a fun little nod to the fans who are paying attention or you can build on it later. So, I mean, yeah, definitely we could have, I don't even know if we needed a full exposition, but we could have just had little hints um, that, that would have made this pay off a little bit better. I mean, imagine if ego had told us all of this, right? That celestial, that planets with life are just eggs for celestials. And we just knew that for the last five films and no one addressed it. And you're just watching all of this unfold and you're like, well, shit guys, like there's a celestial growing in that planet. Like I think that builds a lot of tension. I also feel like maybe, and and maybe this is too in the weeds, but you could have, you could have made that also part of, 
Thanos's motivation. Like I think Hurt posited the theory a long time ago, and we now have a little more credence to believe it that maybe they make Thanos an eternal. Um, and what if what if this was Thanos's motivation? Was like I'm going to wipe out half the life in the universe, so there are no more celestials. They stop growing. There's not enough life force, and then it becomes kind of a moral dilemma because you're like, well, he's got a point. Right. Everyone would die. But two, he also just decided that half the universe died. So which is it? Do we just take so like to me, it's an interesting concept that you could have spread out over a couple of films instead of cramming it in one. And it actually maybe would have made those other films more interesting. Not that they weren't interesting already, but it would have just added an extra layer. You know, uh, Jones, the thing you just said about uh, about Thanos, I'm I, I'm going to go ahead and call it now that when we introduce Galactus, that'll be his motivation. He doesn't eat planets to eat planets. He eats planets to eat celestials. A hundred percent. I've already had that thought. I thought this whole movie was set up for Galactus. Well, yeah. do we want to talk about the end credits? Scene? I was about to say, do we want to hit the end credits scene before we put this one to bed? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is we are introduced to Pip the Troll and Star Fox. Um, the only thing I mean, I thought I thought Harry Styles was fun. Uh, the CGI in Pip was awful. God awful. Patton Oswalt voicing Pip the Troll. There's a part of me that doesn't actually want Patton Oswalt to get involved in these things. <laughs> but... That's just because you don't like for people to be happy. Well, yeah, I guess so. Um, My thing was Harry Styles needs to work out. That fucking costume looked ridiculous on him. Uh, I... he, he needs to hit the Marvel gym. That was my only thought on it. I, I don't disagree with that, but goddamn, is that just at this moment in time, is he not the perfect casting for Star Fox? Like yeah. the perfect casting for everybody kind of wants to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he looks I mean, he looks the part like I, I agree. He's, he's a bit scrawny, uh, but uh, he definitely has the look and the uh, charisma to play that part. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think if he gets a gym, he'll he'll be perfect for it. You couldn't have picked a better one because I mean, Hurt's exactly right. I mean, he's the pretty boy right now that everyone wants to have sex with. <laughs> I I just really wonder if they're going to try to make uh, uh, his power less creepy, or they're just going to lean into it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's kind of rapey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the second one being uh, Dane decides he's gonna do whatever it takes and so he opens up the ebony blade or the case holding it and then all of a sudden a mysterious voice from the side talks to him and if you're joseph you're racist and think it's the only black guy we've gotten in the mcu so far that's accurate i thought it was samuel jackson nick fury <laughs> i was like i don't think so he's like no 100 percent. i'm like okay well i mean all the guesses i've heard have been black guys well it's it, confirmed it's confirmed yeah. it is blade all right, on cool. Yeah, Mahershala Ali actually voiced it. I, I read an interview today with him. He did. So, yeah, I don't know. Is there any comic book hurt that has the Black Knight and Blade teaming up? Because it seems like it should. I can't really think of one off the top of my head. I'm sure there's a really obvious one I'm missing, but I can't think of one. I I did have this thought. I mean, I'm I'm assuming we're going to get a true Blade movie before this, but. Um, it does seem like they're setting up for maybe like Midnight Suns type of thing. Right. Definitely just, there's like a creep, creepiness to to uh, the Black Knight's power, so they could very well include that in something like that. Yeah, that, that sword was a little venomy to me, yeah. like Black Ooze kind of like being right. drawn to him. But 
no, I mean, I thought these, I think, I think both of these are, are pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm pretty excited to see the black Knight. I'm, I'm a big fan of that character in comics. Uh, I, you know, Kit Harrington is almost too on the nose to play him, but I'm on board. I'm, I'm pretty excited about both of these scenes. I, I don't know. They didn't really, again, they didn't really give me the feeling that they were going anywhere except for, hey, here's these new guys. Uh, yeah. The closest thing I could say they may be going somewhere is after Shang-Chi, I theorized that the Ten Rings and the Black Knight sword will be tied to the Celestials and maybe be part of a plan to defeat the Celestials at some point if we even stick with the Celestials. I think that's, that's accurate. Where, where do you think is Eternals 2 sets up? Like, I'm, I'm thinking it'll be more cosmic. So I don't think Black Knight, it probably has a big part in Eternals. I mean, where do you think we see these characters next? I don't think Black Knight's in Eternals 2. I Me think neither. that I think that whole scene was saying like, hey, we think you'll be in this movie. But you're not. You're coming with me, dog. Right. Um, I think it. I think Eternals two probably has more to do with what we saw in the first end credit scene. Uh, to Jehu's point, I didn't see this, but apparently, Star Fox is holding something that has writing on it that's almost identical to the Ten Rings uh, in Shang Chi. Oh, so, right I I definitely think there is like celestial root to their their powers um so i think you're probably on the nose for that so we were you just you guys just mentioned uh eternals 2 do you think they'll be in eternals 2 yeah i think so i don't think chloe Zhao will direct it but i think yeah i don't think so have they have they made sequels they have made sequels to everything so the way it's performing i would say probably not i think they'll return but in maybe other movies like you know team-up movies I, I definitely think they will show up in other places before we get a sequel. They're going to try to they're going to try to really sell us on these guys before they try to sell us another one of these movies. All right, yeah. is that it? Yeah, I got so nothing. I Sounds like yep. it's it. All right, so that's Eternals. We got one more Marvel movie this year, but and a I'm, show. I'm willing to stake fairly high stakes on that. This one will be better than Transformers. Uh, so hang yeah. in there. All right, that's Eternals. What have we been watching this past week, guys? Uh, I did not watch much. I watched the first part of the new Netflix series Arcane, which is based on League of Legends. I've never played that game. It's been around for like over a decade now. I've never touched it. However, the show looked cool and had pretty good reviews, and the show is pretty good. Um, it's definitely a kind of a cool steampunky magic society, which... You know, I'm a nerd. I can I can respect those things. But it's a prequel to how we got some of the champions from League of Legends. Maybe if I gave a shit about any of that, I would, you know, like it more. But for me, it's a, just a pretty fine show. I'd say better than Transformers. Uh, the animation is is top notch and the voice acting is pretty good. Um, so, yeah, it's all right. Worth checking out. Uh, I think part two comes out Friday. And it's each part is released is like three episodes at a time. So it's like an hour and two hours of content or something. Um, the only other thing is Critical Role is back. Uh, it's been back for three weeks. We just haven't talked about it at all. Uh, but you know what? I like it more than EXU. I'm happy it's back. Matt is just the freaking best. Uh, so I'm glad he's back in the DM chair. This week ended on a big cliffhanger, and I'm excited to see what comes forward. Critical Role, as always, minus EXU better than transformers <laughs> on average yeah that's it i'm gonna catch up i promise um i didn't watch much i watched uh last night in soho 
which is Edgar Wright's movie. And it's like a psychological horror about, you know, this girl who, when she sleeps, has like kind of inhabits the body of like a 1960s London aspiring singer. Uh, it's got Matt Smith and Anna Taylor Joy. And it's good. Um, it's not doing well. Not a lot of people are seeing it, but um, I've been seeing a lot of movies in the theater recently, and it's definitely the best one I've seen um, other than Dune, probably. But um, yeah, I definitely would recommend it. Check it out. Um, Susie didn't care for it. I sold her on it that it was taking place in London and left out the murder, ghost, uh, prostitute stuff. So she was not happy with it, but uh, I think you guys would dig it. So I would, if, it, if it comes on a streamer or something, I'd definitely check it out. I mean, to be fair, that, I feel like you've made her watch worse stuff, and she's liked stuff that I was not expecting her to. So I think that was a fair, uh, a fair gambit on your part. <laughs> yeah, she's. I've broadened her. We balance each other out. It's been good. I've kind of <laughs> opened her up a bit, and she settled me down a bit. Um, and she's never seen the Ghostbusters. So the last couple nights, we've watched Ghostbusters one, two, and Lady Ghostbusters. And yeah, Ghostbusters one probably one of my top five favorite comedies of all time that movie's great it's it's such a weird movie and i'm surprised it works so well like it's just got like some campy elements like you know there's another dimension in a fridge like dan Aykroyd's getting a blowjob from a ghost in his dream but i don't know something about it, it all just seems to work good um super funny good the second one man i I hadn't seen it in a while. That is, I don't like that movie. I don't know where people stand on it, but I don't think it's even close to as good as the original. My controversial opinion is that Ghostbusters 2 and Ghostbusters 2016 are actually very close to the same on my rating scale. I would agree with that because I watched Lady Ghostbusters and my, you know, I have my theory on uh, Last Jedi. If you change, you know, the girl. It, I feel like if you would have titled the movie Lady Ghostbusters from the start, it would have done so much better. It would have taken the wind out of the trolls. He just like, it's not Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? If you would have just played into the joke, titled it Lady Ghostbusters, I think it would have done a lot better. Um, Melissa McCarthy is better than I remember as the Dan Aykroyd role. Uh, Kristen Wiig is okay. He's kind of the Bill Murray. Uh, we watched it because, you know, we were catching up and Susie loves su Supermarket Sweep, which Leslie Jones hosts. Um, so I think Leslie Jones is just super funny. I really like her. Um, it's not a great movie. But I would think it, I think it is probably a little better than Ghostbusters 2. Ghostbusters 2 is just it doesn't work. They you know they do the comedy thing where they try and recreate the movie, uh, like you know the, instead of the, the Marshmallow Man Statue of Liberty, and it just feels kind of copycatted, but in a worse way. So I came out of that Ghostbusters one, Lady Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters two as my rankings. Um, but probably only Ghostbusters is better than Transformers. And yeah, that's that's all I all I watched. Um, you know, um, my one defense of, of uh, Ghostbusters 2 is I think it's funny. I don't think it's a good movie, but I do think it's funny. Yeah, there's scenes like I like when Bill and Murray, you know, when you know, it opens the movie, they're broken up, you know, and mm -hmm. Bill Murray's got that TV show. That shit's funny, but it, you can right. tell it's just Bill Murray doing his own thing. Like, right. I don't think that's scripted at all. Like, Bill Murray is fucking funny, 100%. I just right. don't think the movie itself works, but there are funny parts. Well, um, for me this week, I've got a lot of things to make the call of better than worse than Transformers. So I'm going to try to rapid fire a few of them 
and then talk extensively about one. Uh, me and trip, uh, me and Sarah took a trip to uh, New Orleans this weekend. City of New Orleans, worse than Transformers. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's a whole city agree. based around <laughs> drinking, and there's no public toilets. Why does that city smell like piss? Because everybody's pissing in the streets. The city <laughs> is the public toilet. Right. Uh, however, we stayed off Magazine Street. I'm going with Magazine Street better than Transformers. Uh, you know, I think we're conditioned to say that the part of the town that the hipsters run wherever wherever it is in whatever town you're in sucks. But I fucking love that part of town. I love a part of town where you can, you're can you in walking distance from any kind of cuisine you want and people who, and like fucking cobblers, you know? I, I, I'm on board with the hipster part of town. Uh, while we were over there, we watched the new Wes Anderson movie, The, uh, the French Dispatch, better than Transformers. <laughs> These movies, I, I was coming out of it and I was going to say, well, I'll refer to this as being the most Wes Anderson movie, but really they're all the most Wes Anderson. <laughs> uh, this How's one Timothy? Was, uh, Timothy, man, you, the, main, the main thought of melancholy I had during this movie was I bet somewhere... Michael Sarah was watching this movie going mm. 10 years ago. That would have been my part. <laughs> and, and somewhere on the set of this movie, Jason Schwartzman was watching him going 20 years ago. This would have been my part. <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I mean, you know, what can I say? This shit was twee as fuck. Uh, you know, I feel like I need to say something specific about it. So uh, Jeffrey Wright is the best thing in anything he's ever in. And that is true of this. He's fucking great. But uh, it, I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Really good. Better than Transformers. Finally, the reason me and Sarah went to New Orleans is we went to see the stand-up comic John Mulaney. Are any of you guys fans of his? Uh, I've seen his stuff. I'm, gonna, I'm both a fan of his stuff and his tabloid trail. I was about to say, I was going to ask next, is anybody knows what's going on with him? Basically, <laughs> yeah. He went into rehab for cocaine after being, you know, basically up to this point, he had talked about having some alcohol problems before, but basically he was just sort of this non-objectionable sort of Jerry Seinfeld-esque observational comic, which by the way, I love, but I mean like two of his most famous bits were about, uh, about Law and Order, you know, like my favorite bit of his was just about playing the same Tom Jones song over and over in a diner. Like it wasn't very challenging stuff. So then this year he goes into rehab for cocaine use, comes out of it, immediately divorces his wife, immediately gets Olivia Munn pregnant. Could be the other order. Her. Um, and so I was wondering how will he deal with this in this show? My guess was he was probably just going to address it a little in the beginning and go about his usual observation stuff. He did not. It was dark and it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> One of the best examples I've ever seen of someone just killing. He just slayed that fucking place. Like there was no one left standing when it was over. When this shit hits Netflix, when he turns this into a Netflix special, which I can't think would be long, but he is fucking ready. Definitely watch this shit because it is fucking awesome. Better than Transformers. That's all I got. Cool. I'm jealous. I want to go see John Mulaney live. That sounds like fun. Yeah, Dude, it if it comes fun. anywhere around here again, really get you a ticket because I swear it fucking destroys. And also, I should say, me and Sarah were set to fucking hate it because getting in the place was such a fucking ordeal. You have to put your fucking uh, 
phone in a little cloth bag that they magnetically lock for you. You got to show your your vaccination cards, which is all shit I agree with, except when I'm tired and cranky. So I was set to hate this fucking shit, but it was awesome. Very cool. Look, I could talk about a bazillion animes that I'm watching, but they're not all worth mentioning. I will re-mention Succession just specifically for Hurt because it gets it's the the premise itself is soapy and it gets more soapy the more you watch it. Right. Uh, so I like I, I think it's everyone's shit, but I think it's specifically Jehu shit. Now, what was it called again? Uh, Succession on HBO. Oh, Succession, right? Man, I need something to do with my life now that Santa Barbara's gone. So maybe I'll start that. I'm only, I'm only, I'm almost finished with season one, but so far, I mean, they're all great, but Cousin Greg might be one of the greatest characters ever put to television. So anyway, I recommend it. Well, it seems like show is like, that show is like having a moment. Didn't Kieran Culkin just host Saturday Night Live or something? He did. Well, season three just came out and it's a, it's a big deal, I guess. Let's see. Other things, I'm watching an anime from uh, the same people that made Death Note, which some people might know is uh, their least favorite person's favorite anime. <laughs> and, and look, I think that, that show gets a little overrated, but I do think it's like it, it really is an excellent show, if, even if it is the fight club of anime. But they, this show is essentially the same premise mixed with like Highlander. Uh, except they change the rules every episode and it's fucking trash. Uh, <laughs> but it thinks it's doing something really cool. Uh, and so I love it. It's just, it's, it's shit that doesn't know it's, it's shit. And it's a great time. I can't stop watching it. It's called Platinum End. Uh, I, I, I recommend it if, uh, if you're not, if you don't really want it to be a good show, if you want it to be a good show, you're not going to have a good time. That's it for me. Wow. What are we doing next Oof. week? The only thing I know that's coming out, and we don't have to do it, of course, is that shitty Netflix movie, Red Notice, with The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, I'd rather not. (laughs) (laughs) Ghostbusters is two weeks out. I I think we should do Ghostbusters. Yeah, we'll definitely do Ghostbusters. All right, well, next week, wild card. (laughs) We'll probably text about it on Tuesday and figure out what we're going to do. Isn't mystery fun? All right. So thanks everybody for listening. Uh, please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast. If you like this, or actually, if, if you have any other thoughts on Eternals, maybe you were you felt more positive. Maybe you were in Christian's camp. Uh, you know, send us an email. Let us know what you thought about it. Uh, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Peace.